This is the emergency medical minute. Um, but I do have a quick, uh, we recently had a journal club, so I know a few, couple of people were there. Uh, one of the articles that we talked about was pulmonary embolism in pregnancy in a recent trial that came out of the Netherlands where they were trying to adjust the D-dimers to kind of higher thresholds. Since we do know that it, pregnancy, just normal pregnancy, increases your D-dimer, you know, we kind of, you know, would like to be able to increase that threshold of what's still considered normal in a pregnancy. Um, if we back up, like blood clotting in pregnancy is probably overhyped a little bit. Pregnancy is a hypercoagulable state. There's no denying that. Um, but I think there is always this kind of immediate concern, like, oh, somebody has a swelling in their leg or they felt a little short of breath and it must be a blood clot. And really, in reality, that's not the most likely diagnosis in somebody who's pregnant. It is a consideration, but uh, when we look at the, the incidence of blood clots in pregnancy, um, most meta-analysis put it somewhere close to like three in 10,000 patients. And most of those are actually peripheral DVTs, not pulmonary embolism. So it's really probably closer to one in 10,000. You know, it's still a risk that's there and still not something that you want to miss, but the average pregnant person is a healthier you know, patient. It's a healthier patient population that, where their body can compensate for some extra clotting and, and kind of help break that down. So, you know, what they're trying to do is find out what's this normal threshold, how can we adapt that? And so they took this called YEARS algorithm, which is used for in adults. We don't use it much here. We stick a lot with like well score as well as like perk rules and other stuff. But bottom line is it takes the D-dimer and increases it from 0.5 up to like a solid one. So an even one. And, you know, they're looking at, can, can we go up to this threshold and, and call it safe? So in somebody who has like no, no obvious clinical signs of a DVT, they have no known DVT anywhere else. They don't have any hemoptysis and your suspicion of like PE is pretty low. You know, if you do that and you run a D-dimer on that patient, you can go up to one according to the study. And in the study of about 500 patients, there were no blood clots missed. These 500 patients, there were not just any, anybody who's pregnant. All those patients were pregnancy and they were referred for high suspicion of a PE or for suspicion rule out PE. And so of all those patients, you know, the ones who they follow this algorithm, including the D-dimer going up to one, there was one missed and it was a popliteal DVT of no consequence that was found later on follow-up. No pulmonary embolism was missed or anything else. It's kind of hard to say that this is definitely ready for prime time, but I think we're definitely going to see the trend go with it, where we kind of push out the what's normal D-dimer for patients. Um, there's this other guy, guy who's kind of the guru of blood clots and emergency medicine, and for years he's been advocating in third trimester pregnancy to go up to 1.25. So I think we're definitely going to see what that final target is. I'm not exactly sure, but I think we're going to see it get closer to that. What is interesting of all the patients they took that were in like, you know, their third trimester of pregnancy, they ran a D-dimer on them. Of those, you know, I don't know the exact number, is 200 something. Nobody had a D-dimer less than 0.8. So if you have somebody who's in their third trimester and you order a D-dimer, you kind of know it's already going to be above 0.5, which is our, our threshold right now. So something kind of has to change is the bottom line. We need to figure out what's safe and what's normal, but at the same, we don't want to radiate every, every pregnant person who comes in with a CT or a VQ scan. So um, that's it. Hopefully more to come on that. So. Emergency Medical Minute is, and always will be, about free medical education. Medicine's most prolific podcast is successful because of our supporters, donors, and of course, our listeners. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And if you support spreading free medical education, please donate at our website, emergencymedicalminute.com. As always, keep listening.